gets going, so I guess we start a conversation with Cheese in the tugboat. Yeah, Cheese here. I guess uh, we're just diving right into it because uh, according to uh, the news or the internet that our generation uh, that I currently live in, uh, we just want stuff like immediately and wanted to get things rolling, so we're just going to kibosh the whole intro this time because we can't wait. We're impatient. My stuff... For the sake of the discussion, does the tugboat have to be in your generation, or can I just weasel back to the previous one? I'm going to kind of go on, uh, like, horoscope rules. So, Mm. I'm a teeterer on the horoscope, so I'm in between a uh, Libra and a Virgo. So you just take whatever one sounds better? now people know my birthday, potentially. Oh! Oh! Uh, they don't know your name. It may share with a little certain uh, uh, a musician known as the Boss. It's Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah. you're Bruce Springsteen. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm right on the cusp. So I read both horoscopes, <laughs> and I just choose the one that fits better. Mm, this one sounds like a better day for me. And I will put it out there for all you listeners, although taken. Uh, if you want to have, you know, fantasies about, oh, would I be a good fit with cheese here? Uh, you won't be, but I'm a Libra. I associate more with Libra. Do you, did you get to choose? What do you mean? Like when I was born? Kind of. <laughs> I guess so. You're like, oh, man. Yeah. Womb. This is boring. I'm done in this womb. How do There's I get out? There's not enough room in this womb. <laughs> There's some light. And then you just come through like Frank coming out of the couch. Yeah. <laughs> gross. I didn't even... So gross. Like, I didn't even... Much like, much like every other room I've lived in in my life, like, I didn't decorate it or anything. I had no attachment. I'm like, when's yeah. the next place, you know? Yeah. But anyways. Put up uh, a couple of posters. So... so <laughs> gross. So I would say... Uh, uh, so, yeah, I would say that you can read the generations and you may be able to pick and choose. I mean... If you do that, I mean, you're part of the entitlement generation, like, that answers that question right there, because you got to choose, and you wanted it exactly unique to you. Well, couldn't I be a boomer, then? Well, you could pick some things for the boomer. (laughs) You know, like, you're at Wendy's or something, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna get a baked potato this time, because it's on the list of sides. Before, it was just like, boom, fries, there you go. Get what you pay for. What do you kids like? Fries. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, high five. You I can, like, oh my god, I like fries too! You can do everything you want forever. And he did. Mm. So yeah. So you <laughs> no can, one will you know what pick. we're talking about. You're probably like Generation X, I would assume. Yeah, I don't know. I thought there was another. Honestly, I thought that there was like X, and then Y, and then Millennial, mm. and then Z. Oh, like a sort of, like, like the little pause what comes after X again? Does the Y come before the X? Millennial! And, and you're in that, and you're in that little kind of... Oh, I thought the, you were going the, the other one. No, the small period of time before the X and the Y when you have to ask yourself the question of what comes after X. Well, X is like... X is allegedly, according to several online sources, unnamed online sources, um, it's from 1965 to roughly 1980. They don't say 1980. They say roughly. roughly. So I feel like there's... Years on either side. Internet, I saw 78, but you would fall in, what, 82, 83? So, I don't know. You're a millennial. It's hard to say. I don't want anyone stealing my identity. From that? Huh? It's 
part of your driver's license. Uh, as they say in those things, uh, Generation Y, very uh, uh, technologically savvy. They could probably, with that information, they now know my horoscope, so that I'm probably fine. I'm, Spe- I'm done. Spe- uh, we can curse if you have to. Um, speaking of scary. Pardon? <laughs> oh, yeah, um, the identity theft is scary, yeah. Yeah, I'm sliding into a tugboat <laughs> tangent here, but... A T-T? What, t- t- a double T. When I was in America... T-squared? T- yeah, I'm just going to shoot into a T-squared here. T-, t to the power of two? <laughs> nah, I like T-squared. T-factor? No, that's t- a whole... No. T-factor is a whole different... T-fraction? Animal. See, there's t a, over There's t- also a C-quotient that sometimes you have to take out stuff. We can discuss off the air. Like a C-constant? <laughs> tugboat's constant. <laughs> Uh, drunk is what the tugboat's constant is. <laughs> no, I'm only halfway through this delicious rum beverage. Embarrassment equals mass consumption squared. <sighs> yeah, I'm fine with that. Little little equation I came up with oh, in uni. You should do another one where there's you work in the squared part as like you're a square or something of, and then drunk, embarrassed. As you can see, we've prepared our material beforehand. <laughs> as always. As always. So anyways, as we digress, I'll get into my T-squared. T-squared. <laughs> so when I was in America, I was at the airport, and I remembered a commercial that I had saw before we left, or I had seen. That is to say, I would seen it. And uh, it was about this, this newfangled deal that you, like, put your cards into it, and it's like some kind of... A wallet. Lead? No, no, this is an insert for your wallet, and it's like some kind of lead apparatus. Ah, yes. Because apparently these, like, malicious nerds can come up and just, like, yeah, just walk by you and zip zap, and then all of a sudden everything on your cards just into their pocket. All the numbers. Electronically. Mm. Numbers, magnetic strip information, transaction history, accounts that have paid on it. Mm. So they can, from that little, they can grab your, like, whole credit history, they can get all your bank account information, passwords, and it was horrifying. Mm. Mood? Just for walking around. Mood, not mood. Uh, I don't think my mood is, oh, I guess if they're tracking your transactions, they can probably figure your mood, like, previously. Mm. So, like, if you're buying ice cream and Brian Adams records and stuff, you're probably bummed out and you just want to listen to some sad great Canadian rock and eat like a full thing of vanilla ice cream probably from Breyers. Breyers? Well, I'm thinking that's more like fun. I know, I just... I'm thinking like some of the more ballady I know, that's business. That's the joke. Because, right. mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if you well, really listen to the summer of 69, like when you think of those are the best days of my life. Like, they're behind him, so he's reminiscing. So it can be quite sad. I, I view it as a sad song. I'd like a follow-up song. And regret. What? He didn't even make it, but then he did. It's weird. Well, unless he's talking about, like, someone else, like uh, John Cougar Mellencamp does. JCM. Yeah. But Pink houses. <laughs> I'm thinking... Ain't that America? Why isn't there a follow-up song to really delve into what Jody made of his life. I know, right? Like, I would like to know that, actually. I, yeah, like... Like a behind the music with Jody? <laughs> no, just another song. Just, oh, just another? Yeah, probably a country song, because <laughs> I assume his life didn't turn out great. <laughs> you got a nine-to-five job in... Who was the one that had Word a kid? within a cubicle. 
Well, I mean, you can't do the same. Kind of like Actually, it would be even better if you did the exact same song, but only like about Jody. Office space. <laughs> I honestly, I actually think that's a good idea. Like, I would probably, if I was a bazillionaire, I'd probably, like... Whoa, great idea. Might be the rum talking, but instead of, like, Weird Al's parodies, you do the same song, it's but about parody. one specific but, element. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess it like would you, be... No, you don't do it like a pair. Like, it's not funny. You do it. No, no, no. Serious. serious. Oh, yeah, serious. Yeah. Like another hit with the same... Yeah, same group of friends. Yeah, yeah. From the summer same of 69. or something, yeah. But not yeah. the summer like, of 69. Um, what's maybe, like this, maybe like the winter of 72, and then you follow, <laughs> like, what Jody did. <laughs> and you're saying the same, the same, like, guitar, like, the same... Yep, yep. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I got snowed in last week. Had to get up my snowplow. Yeah, that's right. I have a snowplow business. Yeah, he works nine to five. <laughs> nine p.m. to five a.m. Am I right? Uh, there was no. There they were not specific. <laughs> that's a long shift, though. This is a decent TT. <laughs> yeah, I like. It. Sometimes T squares are fun. T squares are fun. But yeah, a lot of time in that airport. <laughs> like uh, scenes, scenes in an Italian restaurant. Billy Joel. If you haven't heard it, hear it. But maybe like I'm a future. No. Yeah, that's a good. Then one. maybe you're in a different like country. A, yeah, like in a like you're. Or like you're in, in a, an Italian barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, these characters only go to Italian-based things. Well, that one that you could spin off into a different service industry that. I don't know, I've never Maybe heard in a modern restaurant like Priest Burger, which is a new thing that opened. I went to a Priest Burger. You mean Burger. the Burger Priest? Pre- Isn't it Priest Burger? Is it Burger uh, Priest? Burger Priest. There's oh. one in over there. I went to the one in Guelph. It was yeah, okay. that was the one over there. It was okay. When you're paying $17 and you're just getting a burger... It was kind of like... Uh, to me, I'm not like... The novelty like of guys. it is neat. Yeah. But at the same time... It's still just a burger. Like yeah. you could dress oh, up. You're yeah. like, oh, it's medium rare. Uh, it's got yeah. uh, mustard. The, the seeds were hand picked by antelope on the mountains of Brazil and crushed in a Jewish monastery in Sweden with a golden gilded pastel yeah. and mortar. Yeah, it's still a friggin' burger, man. Yeah, so true. I, I mean, paid seventeen dollars <laughs> for that. The again. real sin is the price. Am I right? Oh, because of the priest thing. Mm. Yeah, I got. It. But, yeah, I uh, felt like a an altar boy. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Ooh, a hush falls over the crowd. Whoa. Conversations. <laughs> He's just a. Well, what did he say? We're referencing a lot of John Mulaney's new special tonight. Yeah, kind of. Oh, jeez. Or ripping them off. Now we're just making subtle it's, references. Uh, we're just sampling it. We're just uh, cross promotion here. Like if it was like a rap song, like you know how they take like. A kind of a song and they make yeah, it like, more rap like like J-Rock did yeah. in Trailer Park Boys where he was just cross promoting other yeah. artists by playing their songs on his uh, what was the thing he said about Alter Boys with their uh, oh their Cheeto fingered <laughs> rat stash <laughs> rat stash little weasels no, it was a worse term than that well yeah um, trying to keep it clean for the kids clean for the kids listening to conversations we have a lot of under 13 listeners, probably. All right. We, I think we were, we hit 75, and then immediately dropped back down to 60. Oh, we reached the apex? Yeah, I think I think we're on the downslide now. We're on the downturn, like the economy. Oh, 
jeez. Thanks a lot, Harper. Just kidding. It's Trudeau now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Thanks a lot, Trudeau. Yeah, that's true. Seriously, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we, we joke, but it, it, it's Trudeau. <laughs> Isn't that Trudeau? Yeah, that's Trudeau. That's got to take off. There's yeah, someone's... oh, yeah. Too bad we don't have any political comedians anymore. Mike Bullard hung them up, I understand, so... You're just left with Mercer, who is a fantastic okay. talent. Yeah. Fantastic talent. I think I dated myself a little bit, showed my generation a little bit when I mentioned Mike Bullard. Uh, if you would have mentioned Mike Harris, he might really put you in there Mike as the, well. Mike the Knife. Did you know I found one of his Premier of Ontario golf balls one time? No. Yeah, I still have it. Oh, interesting. I'm never giving that up. And the tangent has now gone back into... Oh, I brought us back briefly, and then now we're heading... This is more of a cheese tangent, a CT. A CT? A C, C to the T? C to the T. Oh, man. You did the C, now it's time for the T. Well, I'm going to tangent back to our original <sighs> conversation, and we're going to talk about entitlement. Like, there, we just did whatever we wanted, because yep. we felt like it. We're used to it. Yeah, we, we don't have a boss. No bosses. You don't own me. Mm-mm. Own or No. <laughs> Oh, the you, said, you don't own me? <laughs> no, I said own, straight oh, up. I heard no. You must have been all that water break boss talk earlier. You don't earlier. know me. You don't Are know you me? saying you don't know my past? Like you didn't, you haven't known me? You, you ain't known me. You did me. not known me. No. Nope. No. Proper grammar for that phrase would be you ain't known me. Ain't, ain't a word. <laughs> Look it up. It's in there now. It's in there now. Wow. So that that dates us as well. Because we know what paper dictionaries are. What? You don't just look that up on your phone? Dictionary.com. It's a website. What Public. came to mind? Mine was a dick canary. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. I'm picturing the body of a canary, but the head of a dick. See, I'm picturing, like, like a mine when you put in a canary to make sure that it's safe for you to go down there. So, like, you do that, like... You throw a canary into the vagina and then see if it's okay, and so to see How if it's that, safe to put your dick in. That'd be a vagina canary. Like if the canary comes. That wouldn't be. No, a no, dick no. Canary. It's a dick canary, I think. No, I think. Like you send it in there, and if it comes out with an STD, then you don't put your, you don't go down there. Oh, that'd be terrible for the canary, just oh, all over its body. Yeah. Well, like I don't know. I don't know how STIs affect a canary. There's now you're dating yourself. Yeah. STI. No, STI is For modern. me, it's STD. No, that's old. Yeah. STI is the current term. Yeah, I said I'm STI. Old. You're current. So I'm not dating. You just said I was dated. You were dating yourself. Like modern dating. Like <laughs> yeah. not, I'm not... Not okay. carbon dating. Okay. Allow, allow myself to introduce <laughs> myself. <laughs> um, so... We are talking about entitlement and our generation, and everyone's all like, Oh, our generation is so entitled, oh, a bunch of... You're so lazy, you're yeah, hard you want to work hard, or... You, like, the, the do the crime, do the time, they don't want to do that. You don't want to put in, like, pay your dues is, like, the thing. Like, you don't want to pay your, your dues. You want to be in, like, you want to make 80000 right off the gate. Off it's the not, gate, it's off not just that. that. It's, a lot of it is kind of, uh, nope, lost where I was going on that one. Okay, I'll pick up. Uh, so, Tugboat lost it. Um, try and pick it up. So, I think where he's going with it is that we don't necessarily want to get to that point, but we want to be uh, given positive reinforcement 
or do we want things to be meaningful? Like, is that where I was trying to think? Is that where you wanted to go? Well, later, yeah, but okay. I had another good one in there too about it was uh, around the uh, the working. No, carry on, carry on. I'll get there. Okay. Well, uh, so yeah, what they're, what they're trying to say is that within our generation, they're just saying that we don't want to pay the dues. We don't want to put in the time. We want to get to the top quite quickly. Um, and that's looked upon quite negatively. Like, I mean, it's it's kind of like the Karate Kid, which Tugboat watched for the very first time this week. And it's like, you got to sand the floor. You got to paint the fence before you do any real karate because you need to learn discipline and you need to learn that uh, like trusting a superior or something like that um, and eventually just trust your employer that they will give you the responsibility once you're ready for it the difference is, is that we our generation is wicked educated and we went to school for a butt ton of years I went to school I can't even use a more eloquent word than, than butt ton uh, a plethora a uh, I guess omnipotence it was omnipotence and no. all knowledge no. uh, that's all all presence, like a burgeoning knowledge. I figured, I figured it out by the way, and it, it ties into what you're going on about there. With uh, it's a different strategy. So you have the education, you know. Okay, I've been in school for all these extra yeah. years. Uh, we did the time. Debt, we did the time, etc. Whereas, not even the boomers, more the. Do we want to call them like some some people call them the silent generation? Other people call them the elders. I like elders. We'll go Chaplains. On. No, elders. I like elders. Silence. Anyways. Talkies. Their strategy was, you know, I'm behind. Times are tough. How do I get out of this? Work. Work harder. Work harder. Whereas the millennials and, I guess, Generation Y, apparently that's the same thing. Work smarter. Work smarter. How do we figure the... How can we do this better? How can we do this faster? More efficient, like... Yeah, and not just, well, if I put in an extra 15 or 20 hours tonight, which would make for a long night. Yeah. Then we'll get done. We'll get back on track. You know, or, if or if I uh, make a macro in Excel and then just hit go, then pop it up. It's done, and I can go out for drinks with uh, Ron and Carl at six thirty. When old silent generation is hacking away on a typewriter and an abacus, you know, trying to figure the numbers when uh, biggity clack. Is that racist? Biggity clack. <laughs> it sounds. It's, kinda... a mix, it's a mixture. It's a... <laughs> Just mixing it up. Mixing it up. Just taking a couple yeah. terms. I wanted to say biggity bam or I don't know. Wiggity wham, but biggity clack. <laughs> You've done like your clickety, work. Clickity clack, but like um bob it a boom, bob it a bing, bobbity wog. Anyways, uh cheese has some terms. Get it together. Get it together, okay. <clears throat> okay. Centered. So we're just working smarter, which is like a lot of employers are like, you got to do the nine to five. You got to put in your hours at the desk because that's how we know you're working and doing your stuff as opposed to, oh, well, let's let them go to Starbucks for two hours, get it done yeah. and it'll be done. Now, a lot of people like I've witnessed anyways with these uh, younger folk, this other generation, they tend to, you know, they'll, they'll work really hard for like 15 minutes and then they take like an hour off and then they come back and work really hard but they're using technology they're using you know all this big data stuff and you know crunching the numbers in the newer more efficient ways and in those 15 minutes they're matching maybe an hour an hour and a half of what 
old Biggity Clack is doing with their kind of hack it out, slim slam sloom. <laughs> if you're gonna make up weird words, yeah, why no, can't I? No, no, I, 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 I gonna get worse. I did not. I did not. It's uh, gonna get worse. Yeah, I was not commenting. So those uh, <laughs> slim slam sloom. We're uh, trouncing on. Just bouncing along like an old tumbleweed of generational speak. Exactly. So you get stuff done in a little bit shorter of a time, but then that looks uh, to employers as lazy. And I will, I'm going to go out on a limb and well, there's, say... There's I, two problems, I think. One, you look lazy, and then two, oh, it only took you an hour to do that? All right. How about you take on Biggity Clack's workload, too? Yeah. And clear some S- of their plates. Slam, slam, slum. Boom. Then Pick, pack, pile up on the... Yeah, on the next table. thing you know, Ron and Carl are sitting at the bar by themselves, a couple of dudes just waiting for the third dude to show up. Now they're in an awkward situation because other people in the bar are like, what are those two guys yeah. doing here? Are they here together? Was there a third guy? Is there girls coming? You don't know. Now all you want to do is tip-tap tie one on and... Take it a tip-tap. Tap-tap-tap-a-roo one into your mouth. Just want to get it together. And, and then yeah. they're like, oh, man, time wasted. Yeah, and then they're texting back and forth or Skyping or That, that was actually one WhatsApp. that, that uh, my brother got when he was at work uh, was that he was doing networking via his phone. So he's on, like, say, Facebook, uh, trying to uh, engage new clients, get his name out there, doing some texting. Maybe, like, mm-hmm. he, he's working at a car place, and it's kind of like, hey, man, like, do you need a new car? Basically, that sort of little networking, little yeah. tic-tac-toom. And then tic-tac-toom, that's, like, that's, a really, like, like, <laughs> it's uh, a very it's, downer game of tic-tac-toe. Tic-tac-toe, like, like someone that gets they, murdered. Do you think Egyptians played that in Egyptian I'm times? I'm pretty sure if you look at the Egyptian scrolls or the tomb writings, yeah, there's like, several games of tic-tac-toe. Um, so then... Um, it's where you play tic-tac-toe within your tomb. They used to bring... Anyways, that's too... Too tin, too tangential. Too tangential. Tans? Tandy? Tan's gentle. Yeah, it's supposed to be just tangential, but an S crept in there. Mm, tan's gentle. Um, so then, yeah, so the employer kind of like this, okay, man, this guy's goofing off, he's on his phone all the time, looking up Facebook all the time, when that was like a form of networking, that's not something that they had previously used, so like it's something that looks really bad when all they're trying to do is drum up some business, so... Um, that's where there's like a little bit of yeah. a disconnect, but it's also hard to tell because like, how do you, you got to trust that person. How do you, you gotta, filter it? Yeah. How do you trust that that person is doing what they need to do, right? Yeah. I turn around and the kids that work for me, they'll be on the, as soon as you turn your back, they're on the Facebook, they're yeah. the, the social medias and whatnot. And you're like, wait, that's for my, for the job we're doing. That's nothing to do with work. But. Turn around every time I look at you, you're on that Facebook and you're tweeting something rude. I was hoping you would do the Dan Band version. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking turn around. Uh, sorry, Tugboda came up with something original, not something that you'd seen. <laughs> so it looks lazy, but you're not lazy. You're just doing things in a different way. And I'm sure that's happened before. Like, I'm sure, like, uh, uh, my dad's an, an accountant, and I bet you, like, he used a lot of computer stuff right when, like, the computers were booming. And I'm sure my um, uh, grandfather, who's also an accountant, would be, like, doing, like, the shishing. What happened? Why did we get rid of those? Those adding machines were, for me, so much more satisfying every time you did the sum and you pulled that handle. It's like job work. It's just like a... 
It's like a slot machine. Yes, I was going to say, that's a gateway to a gambling problem. Uh, but yeah. like, well, that explains a lot about people in the 50s. Yeah, that actually is kind of weird because like the same thing, like job well done is the same thing of, but this is an accountant, so he's counting the money that you've lost at the slot machine by doing the same motion that he is. What was I heard a study about uh, slot machines and addiction and gambling addiction and how their slot machine addiction is different and more common in younger people than it is where they have to wait for the payoff, like in poker or blackjack. Oh, that actually boomers, takes some, like, boomers tend skill. To be, no, it's more of the delayed payoff, so millennials want that payoff right away, so they yeah. tend to be more addicted to slot machines than, say, boomers or Gen Xers who tend to be more addicted to blackjack or poker or that's where they lose their money. Yeah. Because they want to have that payoff and they're thinking more about the strategy and spending the time, whereas it's like, I need it now, I need it now. Or when you get really hooked, you're pushing the button. No one can see me doing it, but yeah, I'm pushing the button here. Yeah, usually when I say pushing the button, like I usually think of like, you know, rat hitting a lever because I was in the psychology the rat and they business. would do that. Uh, interestingly enough, when I was at the tail end of my, my experiments, what they were experimenting... The rat with, tail end? Yeah. Nice. Uh, nice. Very well done. I can get a good rat tail going on. Anyone who's met me has been like, oh, Kevin, go on. If you were it's like a taper. If, I have if like, you were 10 years older, you probably would have had a rat tail. Yeah, I have a strong taper at the back. Um, but yeah, they were experimenting with uh, touch screens, actually, for a rat, um, which is kind of interesting, because instead of like having multiple different apparatus apparatuses, apparati, uh, you could just have one interface and you could switch experiments just by switching uh, what program was going into this touchscreen. Very interesting stuff. Anyways, moving on. Um, yeah, the gambling thing, uh, I guess translating on is like internet gambling, like it's such a, it can be a very anti-social thing now too, and it's just such easy access um, to all that gambling stuff. Yeah, the internet poker and whatnot. Um, so yeah, so like I think uh, I guess like getting back to like the the gen the Gen Y stuff you're saying that people from older generations prefer that sort of delayed gratification, whereas we don't so much. Um, and I guess that's running into quote unquote some problems, uh, especially in the workplace because you're not getting rewarded quite as often as you want to, or just getting rewarded for participation that sort of thing. Um, but on the other hand, like it's because we're getting things faster and we have instant access to knowledge. So assumedly, like work can get done faster, which means like we kind of expect to get these answers uh, right away. So I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of a, a thing. They they do talk about in the workplace too. Is uh, so let's take that poker or jackpot. It's a very social thing. Like you're hanging around with with people and you're talking and they say that Gen Y have a really hard time communicating in the workplace even though we're the most like socially connected or socially minded generation because of Twitter and Facebook and stuff we have communication with pretty much anybody we want to at any time yeah. instantaneously but they say that we have a really hard time communicating with people in actual people form like face to face stuff um, and it kind of goes along the lines of maybe we don't know as much social protocol but we also don't have those same sort of maybe signs of respect that you would maybe have for, for older generations, sort of the politeness. We, we, we believe that like our attitude should be heard and our opinion should be heard regardless of our status. We just feel like it should always be, be heard and we're valued. Well, I think it's just there's a lot of formalities that are getting kind of dropped off where 
when they were when people were interacting face to face on a regular basis, like in the Boomers and the Gen X, to some extent, um, to pretty good extent. The back and forth, like when you're talking, you're having these formal conversations, or you know, you're using the right titles. You know, you're making sure that people's are kind of feelings are considered, and you know, you you're more careful. Whereas now everything is so fast paced and so quick, and, and like you say, they don't. There's not a lot, I guess, they, we, whatever, don't uh, have that kind of practice with it and are awkward at it and would prefer to be texting or IMing or emailing or yeah. social media, contact, direct message, and all the other different ways that you can Facebook message that I never really got into before I got off Facebook. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Which could be kind of seen as weird as, like, you're texting your boss, your boss is texting you, like... yeah. Definitely. For me, like with my kids, because they're younger than I am, texting is uh, it's a thing. It's a totally appropriate form oh, yeah. of communication. At work, when we're doing scheduling, there's tons of texting going around. Can you cover the shift? Do you want to yeah. trade shifts? Like all that kind of stuff. Whereas before, you'd have to put in official requests and yeah. make phone calls. I'm actually. And, and you still kind of have to do that. Like, I mean, like where I work, anyways, you still have to fill out the paperwork, but like the initial stages instead of. Yeah. Doing like an the plan's school. made before it gets put to paper. Yeah, and exactly. it gets put to paper. Yeah. Right now, I'm working my way through Aziz's book, Modern Romance, and there's a large portion of it. Would you recommend it so far? Uh, I would, yeah. It's very interesting. Right. Um, I got the audio book because it was only $4 more, and I get to listen to Aziz read it to me. Which Boo! He call, he You're going to buy my book! He's like, you are so lazy, you can't even read a book. <laughs> it was really, yeah, it's quite funny. But uh, interesting subject matter, and in the same vein that we're discussing now, he talks about how, you know, in the old days, <clears throat> if you wanted to ask a girl out, like in the, we'll call it, I don't want to say the old, old days, because I don't want to offend any possible older listeners yeah, that we yeah. don't have, but... We're not even going to take the time <clears throat> to define what old means, but just... Yeah, like know. in the, kind of the days of Marty McFly's parents, you would, everything would be done in well, person. that makes sense. You would, like, you'd walk up, you would say, hey, I like you. Would you like to go on a date? Very direct. To the sock hop or the soda shop. Yeah, to the uh, Sadie whatever. The We never had that here in this country. Sadie Hawkins dance. Yeah. It never happened. Anyways. Little. Would you like to go to the under the sea mixer or yeah. what have you? And. Uh, Dim Dim Dun. Box social. Uh, elbow tip. Whatever. Elbow tip? That's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. Anyways. And then. In our parents' generation, it was happening over the phone. There was a lot of phone calls. Sit by the phone. Yeah. Really big deal to get your private line. You call, and then you're like, hey, is uh, Shonda there? And then it's like, or no, it's like, hey, Shonda? It's like, uh, no, this is Mrs. Johnson. Oh, is Shonda there? (sighs) Who is this? Oh, it's uh, Tom Michaels. Alright. Shonda! You home? And then it's like, hello? And you're like, Shonda? Like, you know, confidence kind of blown. And you have to like reset. And you're like, you got this, man. Yeah, like, Tom is not. You could do this. Come on, Michaels. You got this. And then, you know, you have to ask her out. And she's like, um, yeah, okay. And then, boom, it's done. And like, then he goes on to make like. You a- lock it in probably don't even talk to her the next day now that could happen in like 25 seconds swipe right 
Yeah, well, no. What actually, in that book, what happens? Is it right or left? Is the I thought left was the bad one. Left is always the bad one since the yeah, history of time. Yeah, because of the devil with the foot. Anyways, so, yeah, nowadays it's uh, it's all over text, but, you know, you, you'd be like, hey, you want to go for a drink sometime? And then the girl's like, yeah, no, that sounds good. Okay, you free next week? Yeah, yeah, I'm free next week. And then next week it's like, hey, uh, you free tonight? And they're like, oh, I've, I've got plans tonight. Oh, okay. The next night, or probably like out of embarrassment, two nights later. Oh, hey, uh, you ready to get that drink now? Oh, I want to go last night. And it's just back and forth. And it could take three, four weeks to mm-hmm. for your schedules to match. And then uh, I don't want to get, I don't want to steal Aziz's thunder too much, but there's another part of the book where he talks about how everybody's a maximizer now. He talks about maximizers, and then a word he made up, sufficers. So, or satis, satisice, satisficers. I don't know. It was awesome. But anyways, read his book. Pay the money. It's like 20 bucks. Don't be cheap. Even I paid for it, and I'm the cheapest. So the moral of the story is buy Aziz's book. Good night! <laughs> <laughs> um, which actually, like, I will actually put this point out there, because this is something that wasn't written in, in the online stuff, but it's something that I've experienced in my own life, and you've experienced this while we hang out together, is that how often, like, personal communication will turn into, hey, did you see this video, watch this video, or hey, blah, 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 whereas huh. before you would have, like, a conversation about it. I don't even it. say hey, I just nah, you send just you the link. <laughs> send a link, yeah. It's not, no preamble whatsoever, it's just like, I just watched this. Biggity clack, watch this. Slim slam slim, right through the text machine, and there you go. Um, so like you have, uh, you, you lose out on a lot of that sort of, in my opinion, say like original thought, like you lose a yeah. lot of that sort of interesting opinion and coming. There's a lot of people stuff. that are worried that these next generations are just not going to be able to communicate person to person. Like the skills are deteriorating in such a quick fashion. I find myself too. I was awesome at like grammar and writing and cursive writing. But yeah. All that stuff is... She gone. She gone. It's nobody it's gone. with cursive writing. It's out of the school system now. We already talked about it. We had a good conversation. Yeah. Go back, find it. Find it. Conversation. Conversation. Probably episode twenty-six. Yeah. I have no idea. No idea. Um, so then, I get. Uh, I don't know if I have really too much more to say about that. But all I can say is, next time you're at a party or you're hanging out with people, and someone's like, "Hey." Uh, did you see this video? And you just take their phone and just slap it right out of their hands, really violently. Make sure they have like a case, like an otter box like an otter or life proof. Yeah, I'm not a monster. Yeah, you know, not like that guy on the commercial that puts all those phones in the wood chipper. Yeah, but it didn't really go in the wood chipper. Yeah, plus iPhone sixes are quite pricey. <laughs> are they? Uh, well, most phones are quite pricey, uh, especially if you don't like match it up with the plan. I. Oh, tugboat, oh, I have money, or I don't I have an iPhone 6. I haven't bought a phone since 2007. Mine was free. Mine was legit free. You were you a Kudo, and they do Kudo. that thing where they, yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. Medium tab. Anyways. Mine so, comes from my company. Um, so then, I guess I kind of share, like, I guess this is running into a lot of problems within the workplace. Um, we're supposed to be talking about entitlement. Things. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, that's that's. I'm seeing as 
we're, we we're in the workplace. So we'll go back to entitlement. Okay. So entitlement is, I guess, by definition, and this is just going off road memory. I don't know uh, what the, this is. What I saw the other day, and it was just saying that it's like you feel like you have the right to something, to receive something, or the right to do something. Um, just sort of assumedly so, or without having to say earn it, in a sense. Yeah, with, with without effort. Without effort. You expect results without effort. Without effort. But for you know, we got in. We we dove too deep, too fast. We got into the generational differences. But the entitlement part for me, for today's youth, and we've already touched on what the generation Y or whatever you want to call it is. Millennials, if you want to just keep ragging on that word, but I have been it, which I do. <laughs> um, where that comes from is their parents told them their whole lives, oh, you're so special, you're the greatest, you're the champion of the world, you deserve everything. And because, you know, the, the silent or elder generation, they lived through the Great Depression. Those people saw some shit. They had a hard time. A lot of PTSD that just didn't get talked about, people coming back from the war, just very quiet. So the boomers were raised by those people. Roaring 20s, meh. Followed um, by the silent 30s. Got it. I got, no, I got it, it actually started by, in 1925, so <laughs> you missed the first yeah. half. The, the hey. biggest part of the yeah. roar, probably. <laughs> slim, slam, slim. Next thing you know, the boomers, who were their kids, and like had to deal with these parents that were kind of closed off. These boomers are like, oh, when I have kids, oh, man. It's going to be great. They're, we're going to hug all the time. It's going to be fantastic. Show them the love. So, so then they uh, and they yeah. worked really hard. And they it was the boom. They had all the money. So they were able to live comfortably. And you got to understand, like, going through, like, those, like, late 60s there with all the free love and all that kind of stuff. So, like, they had some, like, novel views of certain things, you know. And well, like, that, not to go back to disease, but just the way marriages. When the for the elder generation, the way they got married is, you know, there's a guy that lives like four houses down, and he's all right. I guess I'll marry him. Why? Because if you don't, you're living at home. You're living under like a nine-year-old's rules when you're like 25. Yeah. So curfew at 10 o'clock. You go out with your friends. Where are you going? Parent has to go. Like. Dating back then was... Expected to do tons of chores or... Yeah, you have responsibilities around the house. So what's the way to get out of that? Marriage. Get married. Have That's the only... nine-year-old. Because it was really, like, discriminated against for women to live on their own or oh, to live a in... Oh, spinster. It was yeah, like or live thing. in a group home with other professional women. Yeah. Just some kind of, like, you know, charlatan's not the right word, but it seems like it fits the era, mm. so charlatan. But, uh... You know, that was the only way they could get out, whereas the boomers had, you know, their parents were raised like that, so less so for them. They were like, you know, the, the free love and, you know, a little more individuality. Not yeah. quite, you know, not the me generation, but, yeah. you know, they, had the, they were marrying more for love, not for get me out of this damn house right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then... And true love, like romantic... Well. No, that's the next ones. The oh. next ones are like idealized mm. nonsense. But uh, anyway, so the boomers are like, well, you know, I had a tough childhood. We had to play with lawn darts. My neighbor Thompson got 
pegged with one and he's dead, but uh, I want my kids to be, like, safe. I want my kids to have, like, whatever they want, and they had the resources to do it because of the booming and the business and the whatnot. So these kids are, like, spoiled, and, you know, you're special and all this nonsense, and, yeah. So they when they get to, like, real life, and we've talked about this in previous conversations, when they get to real life, they're just like, yeah, I'm special. It's yeah. like, there it's was... like what Magatu did to Zoolander, where he's like, oh, Derek, and like doing that video. But that's their whole childhood of someone telling you, brainwashing that they're special yeah. and they deserve everything. And then they get out there, and some boss is like, Michaels, you got to go do this. And he's like, No, call me Tom. And uh, I don't think I need to do that because, I mean, I'm special. And. Or, like, I, I want something. That sounds like a really small responsibility. I want, like, a bigger project mm-hmm. that can really contribute here. Um, and then the guy doesn't like give it to them, so she goes to the supervisor and tells on them. Exactly. Boom, call back. And that's, that's very, very to true. To this afternoon. That's very true, but that's something, like, that you learn is, like, you go up to, like, the higher-ups or you go to the yeah. adult. It's like, honestly, you probably get that from your parents. Okay, if something goes wrong, you need to come to us first. You need to tell an adult. You need to do something like that. Um... I think, I, think very, just, I think that's I think that ties thing. in more to the efficiency factor of um, if I tell this guy above me, he's just not going to do anything. So if I go to above him or above that, then things will get done faster and changes will happen, and I'll get what I'm just what I'm yeah, owed by yeah. the world. Yeah, I do remember um, like as far as like the uniqueness or your special or whatever. Like that's like definitely within the. Dis- I remember a Robin Williams thing as the genie from Aladdin. He was like on a Saturday morning cartoon show one Saturday morning. Shout out to that. And it was, uh, you know, great minds think alike. And then Robin Williams pops in. He's like, no, great minds think for themselves. So it was like very much like pointed in, like you need to question everything. You need to come up with your own sort of uh, spin on things. You need to think uniquely because following the crowd, being a sheep is really bad. Um, So yeah, everyone kind of like, you know what I hear a lot today? It's kind of a side tangent, but like within kind of getting back to the workplace but not it's just this you got to brand yourself well yeah so that's i was just going to mention that when apple started selling their products they started selling them to individuals and it was all i this and i that and that was targeted oh yeah at that generation yeah Yeah. i watch (laughs) ipad i had oh the iphone iphone yeah yeah so anyways their whole marketing campaign was like, well, these people are, like, entitled and they're trying to be individuals and, yeah. Um, oh, I thought of something for later. It's more generational, but... How much time do we have? I don't know. What do we have? Yeah, this has been going... Oh, we're at 40 minutes. Ooh, 40 minutes. Jeez. Thanks for tagging along in the conversation, everybody. Oof, hopefully they stayed with us. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I better say it now, so... Did emo kids grow up to be hipsters? Because they're all, like, emotional and stuff like that, and then they're like, oh, no, I'm going to be different. No, no, I think... Uh, I had a really cogent argument about that previously, but it's slipped loose no, in the last 20 hours. It's definitely loose, because you can get, like, popular hipsters, if that makes any sense. Like, you can have preppy hipsters as well. I think like, the idea of, like, the hipster is... This is what's kind of interesting. I don't like that there's different kind of hipsters. Well, there's that all kinds me. of different... I think it's a pretty broad term, um, but, like... Uh, 
see a lot of it is we go in advance with this technology and stuff, but then there's this total backlash within the hipsters, which is taking like old styles or old things that have been rendered obsolete and they bring them back up as say like nostalgia or something that they, they grew up with or something that their parents had to go through. So like me uh, specifically recently was talking about vinyl. So vinyl is back out and it's become this popular thing. Bands are, are continuing or more bands are putting out their stuff on vinyl. Really? Which is like economically yeah. speaking or practically speaking Terrible. makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. You can get all the songs that you want individually picked or bought through iTunes, no packaging, no nothing. You can get infinite amounts on these little squares. Yeah, your, your overhead cost is zero. You just buy a docking station for a relatively cheap yeah. fee. No, no, I mean for in terms of the musician. Like, you get paid yeah, $15 an album and you pay zero for the CD, zero for the case, zero for the label. Yeah, so then you got something that's say vinyl, which is uh, takes a lot more uh, time and money to press. So they end up selling, say, what would be like a $15 CD for a $30 vinyl. Yeah. And then they're, they're big more. and they're clunky and all this kind of stuff. But the sound, the sound is so true. Well, a lot of people say that, and it's just like a throwback of sound. And I think that's like, in my opinion, that's kind of a little bit on the bull thing. I think what they're really... Bull roar. Bull roar. I think what they're getting yes. more at is the nostalgia of it. It's a yeah. pretty cool, like, and this is something that I've experienced, it's really cool to go through a record store and kind of sift through the records, and it's cool to see, like, your parents' yeah. old stuff, or is just that, see something old, you Is know? that, like, a weird outcry to try and, like, connect with your parents by, or grandparents by doing things that they did and wearing what they wore? Since it's a me generation, I'm going to say that it's more connecting yeah. to their own experiences when they were younger. Yeah, because uh, I think of of like certain like cassettes that my dad had and listening to them and bringing them back and just like you just kind of remember and it's good and like that gives you a lot of times like that gives you a little boost a little shot of like happiness because you remember a simpler time or you just you remember so then you get a nice little to your to your noggin and your your endorphin system or whatever and then yeah like your parents can can kind of help you out with it or talk about it. It's something to bond over a little bit, but I'd say it's just more of the, the nostalgia. And then it's kind of interesting to get connected to the past when we get overwhelmed and taken over by sort of this technology that's a bit uh, overwhelming. But yeah, I think it's a refreshing change where it's you know very fast paced, very now 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 information phones beep 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 clink clink clang all over the place to sit down. You have a glass of scotch. You put a record on like. You even even your, that's that's just what people are striving for is that slower pace of life that kind of you know take it easy. I'm gonna relax. I'm listening to the record. I'm not you know it's not on my phone. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's disconnecting. It's not like you're you're listening to the iPod while also checking messages on your phone while also cooking while also carrying on a conversation with your yeah. partner while also like listening just to the TV in the background. Yeah. When trucks going by. Huge. It's it's a disc it's a disconnecting. So I think I can like, see why that, that would be attractive to people, but I still hate hipsters. Yeah, I mean, and that's fair. And I mean, if you want to, you know, like uh, badmouth an entire group of people, I mean, that's totally fine. Not based yes. on individual merit or, or yes. anything like that. I mean, or any that's logic totally to it. So so I guess that kind of shows uh, where the generation that uh, tugboat is coming from kind of teeters towards. See. <laughs> More the more the older generation. I told you before. Teetering back the old generation. Yeah, I was raised 
not, I wouldn't say raised, but I spent a great deal of time with my grandparents who were yeah. from that silent uh, elder generation. So I found, and I've been to some talks where it talks about generations of the workplace and all this stuff it was very interesting. Um, lady from Calgary specializes, that's her whole thing. But uh, I found going through what she was describing, all the generations, and then going through her whole spiel, I identified more with the elder generation. Yeah. With the, you know, you get in trouble, you work harder. With the, uh, you know, oh, I'll just, I'll just do it myself. Like, there's less importance on delegating and efficiencies. And crowdfunding. I'll, I'll just, I'll just do it. Yeah. Is it crowdfunding or crowd? Yeah, it's funding, not sourcing. Yeah. Crowdsourcing, so we ask for it for free, I think. Yeah, you still kind of need that if not. Crowdsource some surfboards. Yeah, why not? Get super into decorating my house and surfboards. Yeah. So, Tugboat, what would a entitled person look like to you, and where is the biggest run-in and problem that you see like with having someone that's entitled? Or if there's instances where you've been entitled? Uh, I tend to be more more humble. Um, I'm sure I've been entitled, but I don't notice because I'm so important. But um, where where you run into the issues is is really what we've been keying on all night in the like 45 to 80 minutes that we've been talking. Where it's the workplace where you have these different generations butting heads, and it causes problems in terms of communication and just getting stuff done. There's it can almost grow to an animosity between different generations because the, the boomers, who are really at fault here, according to the article that you sent me... Um, Everybody plays a role. You can't blame anybody. Blame the victim. Or the victim blames the other victim. Yeah, you don't... There was language like that in the thing. There's easy blaming. There's blaming going in different directions, but as we've all learned, that blaming doesn't really do a whole lot. It's like, who's going to do something about it? And it's the old adage. Who's going to take worrying, responsibility? Worrying is like a rocking horse. It'll keep you busy, but it doesn't really get you anywhere. <laughs> Anyways. Um, What's a rocking horse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, it was a rocking chair. Rocking horse is a thing, too. No, it, I'm just... Yeah. I'm, I'm being facetious. The, the adage is rocking chair. When's the last time you saw a rocking horse in this day and age? Well, probably every like time I go... It's probably an eye rocking horse. An eye horse. And it has, like, a iPod docking station in it, and bunch of cool in the colors head, in the head probably like when you turn the handles the volume goes up we have a wooden one at our my home home mm. my like childhood home it's all like broken and the hair like it was yarn for the hair of the horse you need to put that rocking horse down <clears throat> not human hair like you we're not talking like a shag ceiling or anything only that's for you and I. You can have, and we probably won't even listen to this. So I mean, yeah, I guess that's just a nugget for us if we nugget. ever come back. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where where I've seen it like in other people that it's impacted me. Yeah. I know it's impacted me directly when it's just sort of having that feeling of, you know, you go through all the education and wanting to have that great job right out the gate and not really wanting to pay your dues because you've already kind of paid your See, dues. for Tugboat, I paid my dues. I worked yeah. as a contract position for about six or seven years, and yeah. then I got barely, by the skin of my teeth, got the full-time position. Apparently, I'm not a very good interviewer. Actually, I've improved on that greatly and got great feedback. Yeah, you on the other end of the spectrum. I just went for it yeah. and had all the questions. 
But that's besides the point. Um, so for me, I, I paid my dues. Um, I stayed in school for over a decade in my post-secondary education, like a doctor would. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like I earned most of what I have, but at the same time, I'm currently in the running for a national position in my company, possibly. I don't know. I don't know where their heads are at, but, I mean, I'm relatively young. I own my own house, and I just feel like that's supposed to happen. Like, I don't feel like, oh, well, you know, I own my own, I own my own my house before I was 30. I never thought this would happen. It just kind of like, it's probably going to happen. Yeah, I just figured it would, it's part of the game. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I guess, I, I feel like I transcend generations, because I have bits of two or three of them. I don't even know what Gen X is, I just ignore that one. Yeah, so here we have another non-humble, entitled man teetering back towards the entitlement. Tippity-tip-tap. Tippity-tip-tap. I would also have the question, this is another question, I'm going to just reiterate that. I have a question uh, to put towards you, and I think it would be, um, once I jog my memory here about what question it was. Better sprint it to run out of time. Um, you talk, I can't remember. I get my book out. Do you have your book here? Of course. Nerd. Um, <laughs> yeah, for me, entitlement is just... It's an annoying thing that the younger generation seems to oh. get blamed for. Okay, what do you got? Feedback. How much feedback do you need in the workplace? How much do you expect? And what do you expect that feedback to look like? I expect... A thank you when I've gone above and beyond, and other than that, I don't need Just it. Nose to the grindstone. You're yep. comfortable with your own. If I'm doing something wrong, tell me. If it's yeah. good, no news is good news. No news is good news. Yeah. Whereas, but yeah, that's a big thing for me. Is if I go above and beyond on something and something. I work hard, I'll and I'll I'll work for thank yous. Not literally because I have to pay for the house and stuff, but. Um, like, yeah, Thank I just jobs. need, I need, that's a weird kind of, let's not get into that. This late, this, this late in the game. Thankless jobs? That's the, gro- oh, that's just going to get gross. Yeah. So This just went, now, now we have to rate it explicit. Because that's like one of the, the issues that they're having is since we were always kind of given all this like positive feedback and constant feedback about how well we're doing and how special you are and how unique you are that when you get into the workplace you get a lot of um or even just an everyday thing is you want people to congratulate you on the things that you're doing and uh, like all the time and a lot of the times like nobody nobody cares uh a lot of the time um i've learned that and then also like if you get any feedback that's negative then you'll probably more tend to get sort of a backlash of like justification and like defensive defensive shut down, and shut down that kind of stuff everybody's got their modes I'm a I'm a shutdowner uh, but yeah it's a lot of people kind of being like oh look what I did look what I did look what I did look I what operate I did. a lot out of spite if when I get the negative ah. feedback spite is a good currency for me it's a strong motivator I'm just like um, and that was a tactic that one of my bosses used when I wasn't finished my master's as fast as I should have been. He was like negative. He's like, why don't you just quit? I'm going to finish it just out of spite. I'm going to spite all of you. And then I 
Finished it barely. Yeah, Modern but Family. I did it. Didn't uh, did that in their episodes or things like when people tell you you can't do something that that can be driving and motivating, or if somebody criticizes your work that can be motivating to make it better next time. But for other people, it can really shut her down. Yeah. And probably for this generation more than previous ones, it's probably going to be looked at as more of a, a shutdown. See, I gotta be. I have. I, I must oh, be Generation okay. X. I must be. Must be. Because I don't. I don't identify with any of the Generation Y stuff. Mm. The I, stuff, I identify like, with uh, a lot of it, actually. Well, you're a little further in. Yeah, I just don't. I don't embrace the level of technology that maybe some other people for my stuff. I'm not super active on Twitter. I'm not super appy. I don't really use oh, technology to its full apps. to its full potential by any means. The only apps I like are the ones that come before dinner. If you know what I mean. Like appetizers? That's correct. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, that part. But, like, I mean, as far as the uh, understanding that nowadays, like, you need to brand yourself and you need to kind of have this, like, unique expression, that's something that um, I understand, but it's not something that is super me, but... I understand it, too, but I don't necessarily support it. Support it, yeah. But I do, and I do like the hipster, the throwback stuff. I think it's interesting to like reconnect with. For you, I feel like you nature and to give you some feedback. I feel like you. Well, better not be criticism. I'm gonna shut down. Well, (laughs) that's probably good because you need to end the podcast too. But uh, no, I feel like you, you, you're not full hipster, but you Mm. kind of enjoy elements of it. Of course. But yeah, you don't embrace the full strategy. You know, pick a couple apples from the hipster tree and go on my way. Take a couple of bites out of the hipster pie. Weird. Anyways, we better shut. We can just keep rambling on afterwards and make it a different episode. A couple of spoonfuls of that hipster applesauce. Why is it always apples? Because everyone knows hipsters are like apples. They grow on trees, and when they have calcium deficiency, they're and more expensive. Some are weirdly named Granny Smith. And they all have beards, just like apples. All right. Well, I don't want to end on that. No, that's awful. Let's okay. let's let's call back to that great appetizer joke I had. <laughs> <laughs> what I would like to say is like moving forward is entitlement generation will be totally fine. We just have to adjust, and there's pros and cons to every generation, and people just need to stop like freaking out so much on both ends, like. They just need to stop being like, why is every generation that comes up the worst generations? Like, we yeah. have done some pretty cool things, so... Uh, There's the other part of it, too, to build on what you're saying is, you know, it's not just that millennials are different than boomers. The world is a different place now, and they have grown up adapting to the new world and to the future. So, yeah, I mean, the boomers that are trying to hang on to the old ways... Relax. Retire. Let the kids take over. Embrace They're adapted to the current world. You're adapted to the old world. Change is the only constant. Get it together. Get it together. And with that, it's been a conversation. I'm the tugboat. Oh, jeez.